0: All right, Psalm 34. At least it's a new kitchen. Let's enjoy that. Psalm 34, verses eight and nine. Brother Tom, would you read that? "O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye His saints, for there is no want to them that fear Him." Amen. Psalm 34, 8 and 9. By the time, read it again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Want means lack. There's no lack. There's a matter of trust here that you need to place on the Lord. I need to, pl- I'm talking to myself in this message. And we, a lot of times, uh, We might have all the knowledge, but putting it into practical use is another, um, that's where a step of faith comes in. And we may, we all want to believe that we are there in our walk with the Lord, but reality is none of us probably are where we should be. And God is going to continue to push us forward um, in the right direction always. His thoughts to us are good. Now, there is no lack. There is no want. You won't want anything. Want meaning lack. You'll have no need of anything uh, when you trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Matthew 6 goes over that God will, if you seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, all the necessities of life shall be added to you, added unto you, if you seek first him. Now, if you go ahead and start seeking the things of the world over him, then you will spend your life gaining those things. But when you seek Christ, he just adds them to you. It's an add-on. You don't have to try to gain them. He will give them to you. Uh, He told his children, I will give you houses that you've not built, lands that you've not plowed. I will give you the inheritance of the heathen. That is our God. We need to learn to trust in the Lord. Trusting in God is not by default, I have no choice, therefore I have to trust the Lord because I'm in a situation where I need to trust the Lord. Um, I have my bills that need to get paid, I don't have any money, so therefore I'm gonna trust the Lord. That's not trusting the Lord, you got no choice of the matter. But trust is when uh, you're able to take a step of faith. You could run, you could go another way, but you in your heart know that God will provide. Therefore, you're going to continue in your walk with him, continue staying and standing for Christ and trust him. Trust that he will come through. He will provide. He will, as your God, take care of you. The Bible says in verse eight, Brother Tom, read that again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Taste and see. The problem is that we don't taste. We see it. We can see it in other people's testimonies. We hear it, but God is something, someone, respectively, you have to uh, taste for yourself. You have to taste the goodness of God for yourself. If you do not step out on faith and taste and see how good God is on your own, you truly will never understand the goodness of God. And anyone who takes this in their life and applies it with all their heart, There is no boundaries. There is no limit because you have now tapped into the power and glory and hand of God in your life. A praying woman, a praying man, a man or woman that's diving into God's Word that's connected with the Lord in a walk with him that they can hear his voice and have a soft and keep a soft heart. The Bible says, as you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. When his children tempted God, they were not satisfied with the manna that fell from heaven. God sent uh, manna from heaven. When the children of Israel woke up, there was manna, covering the ground like frost, like the dew. And they would collect it, and they would take that manna, and it was the, uh, the taste of honey and melon. The Bible says it was good taste. It was it was good. Uh, and they would use it, and and the Bible says they 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 made many different things with it. They would grind it into flour. They would bake it. They would roast it. They would do, do all these uh, types of things. It was the manna that God sent. It was angels' food. It was not of this earth. And they were to be satisfied with that. But it, it came to pass that some were not satisfied. So they asked for God meat. We want meat. Uh, we're not satisfied with this any longer. So they asked for meat and God gave them quail. But the Bible says, while it was still in their mouth, God sent a leanness unto their soul. And to always remind us that if you chase the things of this world over God, God may give it to you. You can leave God for anything. God may give it to you. Say, look, it's from God. Yeah, the quail was from God. God did send it. And with it, he also sent a leanness to your soul to remind you that nothing is more satisfying than christ nothing is more satisfying than the true bread that came from heaven which is the lord jesus christ there is nothing in your life that you can be more satisfied and more content and more complete as colossians 1 says and you are complete in him who is the fullness of the godhead bodily god will verify it with each and individual soul here my soul with a leanness, with an emptiness, that there is nothing in this life that's worth living for other than Christ. Let's open a prayer. Father, help us all, Lord. Open our eyes that we may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Place in my hand the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. Silently now we wait for thee. Ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my eyes, illumine me, Spirit divine. Lord, we pray that you would help us all to have our hearts set on Christ and Him alone. May we focus on Him. Lord, increase our faith as the disciples prayed. Teach us to pray. Help us all, Lord, as we look to you. Lord, from your hand to our mouth, let us be satisfied. Let us Taste and see how good you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, taste and see. Taste and see. God is surely good. He's good to all. The Bible says, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. There is no one to them that fear him. Taste and see. Surely when they ate the manna, they uh, got tired of it. We are all, Sometimes we get tired of uh, walking with the Lord. Our flesh gets the better of us sometimes. And that's what the, all that represents. And there is not anyone in this room uh, that will not get like that. We, are, we do get discontented. But the Bible says, uh, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Verse six, Brother Tom. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness, being close to God, being with God, walking in his footprints with contentment. Can you be content without him? You can be content for a little while, but surely uh, you'll find out because God sends the leanness to your soul. But godliness with contentment, you we all have to realize and look back in our lives that the greatest memories, the greatest times we've ever had in our life, not in the world, because we know what happens after those times. We know what we reap after our sin. But the greatest completeness, the greatest moments of, of satisfaction in our life was when we were close to the Lord. The feeling we had of, of His power and His mercy. The feeling we had the moment when we knew that our sins were forgiven and you were weightless. I remember I, I led a guy to Christ and, man, he... He really got it. Something hit him hard and he... We were at his house and uh, he said, listen, I gotta shut the back door. I'll go around the block and you, you can go out front. I'll, I'll wait for you out front. And I led him to the, to the, to the Lord out in, the, uh, in his living room and, and he was just overwhelmed. And as he was coming back around the block, I'll never forget his words. He says, it feels like I'm floating. And he was serious. He's just like, it feels like I'm floating. I said, well, yeah, your sins are gone, man. You, got, you might start floating. <laughs> if you get raptured right now, you'll be, you'll be gone. Uh, but he was weightless. He had this joy that was beaming out of him. Why? Because he, he just prayed a prayer, a sinner's prayer? No, because he got saved. And the Holy Spirit of God came in, and his sins went out, and he was covered, amen, and his sins were washed clean by the blood of the Lamb and there was new life within, and he was reborn, born again by the blood of Christ. And there was nothing uh, more satisfying to him than that day. He didn't want it to end. And it never will, you're born again, it never will. You're saved for life. But we gotta remember that, that Christ, uh, he's the only one that can satisfy. And we gotta be and learn to be content Content just means satisfied. I don't need anything else. I have Christ. I don't need anything else. I'm satisfied. And being content is only the beginning of a satisfied, of a content life with the Lord. If you're content, if a wife is content with her husband, she's going to... uh, acknowledge the strengths of her husband and not acknowledge his weaknesses. She's going to see past, she's going to see, you know what, my husband, yeah, he lacks in all these areas. He's just a guy. But I see something more. I see these strengths that he has. I'm content with him. I'm not looking for what he doesn't have. If you're looking for what he doesn't have, that means you're comparing him with someone else. How can you see his flaws? You're comparing him with someone else. But a wife that's content with her husband is content. Therefore, she's going to see his good attributes. And therefore, she's going to, uh, as a help me, strengthen them and take those attributes and use it to the advantage of her own home, to the advantage of herself, and refine those attributes to make him a better husband the Bible says a husband and wife are one flesh. They're not, no more twain. they're one. She uses his strengths to help him, to help her. Surely God has instilled in, in man strengths. And a good wife brings those out. Brings those out of, of her husband for the strength of the home. A, a, a wife that won't acknowledge the strengths, is not content at home, is going to crush her husband. And she can crush him for sure. A woman could crush a guy. And why I'm comparing it with a woman and a a, a husband and wife, because Christ is our husband. And when we're content with Christ, we're going to see, we're not going to see all that God didn't provide for us. We're not going to see all that uh, we don't have and how much we lack. We're going to see all that God has done for us. We're content. We're not going anywhere. Lord, I'm satisfied with the meal you've given me. I'm satisfied with you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm happy with you. I'm going to be submissive to you. I'm going to use the strengths of my husband to, to make my home stronger, to make my life stronger, to make my kids stronger. I'm going to use the strengths of Christ, my God, to make my life stronger. I'm going to learn to tap into Him. Being content in your Christian life is only the foundation of your Christian life. When the children of Israel got that manna, they then still had to eat it. And how they ate it, they, they, if you read about it, they, they took it, they grinded it to powder, they, they made flour of it, they... They baked it. They uh, made cakes of it. They used it in their life. And when we are satisfied with Christ, we're going to use him. If we're content with Christ, we're going to use him in our life. He is our husband. He's got much to offer us as his wife, the church. It is not just here that we just show up. Oh, Lord, I'm here. All right, I'm gone. I'm going back home. And we become uh, discontent. We, we start finding more or wanting more. And that's what the children of Israel did. They asked um, of the Lord meat and God gave them meat. But also with that meat, the Bible says that he sent a leanness unto their soul. When we seek something else, that's when we wind up getting lost in our lives Have you ever been lost in your life? You can try to find your way back. You will find out when you get lost, it's when you left the Lord. That's when it all started. It's when the devil, nobody likes carrots anymore. It's, we're in Philadelphia. When the devil put a slice of pizza in front of you and, and you started going wayward, right? Right? In flying planes, I'm in flying planes now, so. In flying planes, it's called a lost procedure. There are five steps when you get lost, if you're flying a little plane, what you have to do. The first step, you know what you have to do if you get lost? If you don't know where you're at, what do you do? Anybody guess? No. No, you don't pray. That's, that's not, you're gonna fail. That's the wrong step. <laughs> the first thing you do is you climb. Climb, you gotta get up high. Gotta get up high. First step is to climb. When you're up above the world, you can see everything. And we get blinded quickly. You know, the devil blinds us very quickly. We think we're good, but it's because we're wrapped up in something else. We're out of God's will. We're out of God's walk. And yeah, you may think that God gave you the quail. Yeah, he did. But do you have a satisfied soul today? Are you content with Christ? Is your walk with the Lord uh, steady? Are you uh, content with your spouse, which is Christ, the husband? Are you content with him? Are you using the strengths of Christ in your life for his honor and glory? First step is to climb, to get out of this world, to get out and to get above uh, where the Lord is. Second step and I'm just giving you the lost procedures of flying, is to, number two, conserve. Conserve. When you are uh, out there, you don't have a lot of time. When you're lost, you don't have a lot of fuel. When you run out of fuel, you're going down. So your second steps conserve. You will find out when you get lost in your life, All you're doing is wasting your life. All you're doing is wasting time. As you get away from the Lord, you're going to have to just circle back and almost start over again. How many of us have, we stopped reading our Bible, and it feels like you get back in your Bible, it's like starting over again, right? Or when you're fired up for the Lord, and you're moving for him, you're you're progressing in your Christian walk and then you stop and then you start again. It feels like you started for the first time in your life, right? What, what, What the devil is doing in your life is he's wasting your time. He's wasting your time. We don't have time to waste. Time is the only thing you can never get back. Never. You can never get back time. And the more time you burn for this world and burn for the devil and burn on yourself, the less time you'll have for God. But when you are content with God, God will make sure. The Bible says he will give you fullness of days. He will give you an expected end. God is the creator of time. And he will make your life uh, full of purpose and meaning and make sure you don't waste your time. Third one, Brother Tom, pray, Pray. communicate, communicate. That's the third one, communicate. Fourth one, confess, I'm lost, I need help. Fifth one, comply, Do 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 what they say, do what God says. When you're lost, you just gotta do what God says, get you back. Sometimes it's dramatic. Sometimes it's, uh, yeah, cleaning house. There was a time in my life where I had to get rid of a lot. I had to throw out things. There was times in my life where I had to dramatically change some things in my life because on the way of being lost, I picked up a lot of things. Everybody know what I mean? all ten fingers up, you know? And uh, it could be material things, and it could also be ways that I've picked up or the wrong way about me. Uh, There was a time where I had to dramatically uh, change, do a 180 to to make sure I was going back to God and I was not going to go backwards. I made sure of it. I cleaned house, I cleaned the music out, I cleaned the the movies out, I cleaned up my life. Why? Because I know what would take me from him. I know those were the things that were contrary to God. Sometimes there's a dramatic change uh, that has to take place when you wanna be just content with God. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. The most you can gain in your life is not riches, wealth, prestige, fame, fortune. Why? All that just leads leanness to the soul. Now God may give you those things, he may, But if it's the one that God gave you and you were seeking God first and you're content with him and he gave you those things, those things wouldn't matter to you at all. When when you're content with God, anything else that he gives you is just an add-on. It's like, ah. I'm not too concerned about it. Being content with God is only the the foundation. Being content with God is only the foundation. And when he does increase you, when he does add on to you, that's when you can give God the thanks, give God the glory for those things. God wants to take you and increase you and bless you. But if you're not content with him, how can he give you these things? If you find yourself lost in life, God is right there. It's not because he's not there. It's not because he's not making himself known to you. It's because your heart is set after something else and you're seeking something else we get lost because we're seeking something else, somewhere else. We don't find our contentment in God is because we're seeking something else. But when we are content with him, there is nowhere else we need to go. And when we find ourselves resting at the feet of Christ, there is nothing that you'll ever lack. There is no want to them that trust in the Lord. There is no want to them that fear the Lord. God will supply, and all those things shall be added unto you. Can God really do those things? Oh, taste and see. Taste? You have to taste. You have to prove. Is God able to satisfy me in my life? Taste and see. Is God able to take my life and what I have left of it and bring it to Him? Oh, taste and see. Is God able to do with my life something great still? Although I shipwrecked it? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is good. You're just going to have to taste and see. Would God give to one of his children a stone, the Bible says, when they pray for bread? No. No. God is good. God will send hot bread, fresh bread from heaven. Would God uh, turn his child away? For a previous life of sin and destruction? No. God's full of mercy and forgiveness and his long-suffering and his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Taste and see his mercy. Would God take a lonely, broken soul that's full of depression and anxiety? Oh, taste and see the love of God. Taste and see. Will God provide for me? Taste and see. Will God use me in my life? Taste and see. Will God make me a better spouse? Taste and see. Will God make me a better Christian? Taste and see. Will God make me a better man? Taste and see. Will God make me a better woman? Taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good But if you never taste of God, you will never see. And if you never see, you will always be lost in life and circling back and wasting time. But if there's people in this room now that listen and taste and see how good God is and are content with just him, man, watch out. Watch God do some great things with you. Ask for faith. And there is nothing going to be withheld from you. And nothing that cannot be done as your faith grows stronger and stronger because you have learned to tap into the power of God, tap into the providence of God, tap into uh, all of his Precious things of glory that he has prepared for you. Taste and see. Taste and see. What are you going to do with this today? Are you going to taste of God? Will you prove God? Will you ask God, God, I want to taste of you. I want to see how good you are. I want to see what you can do with me. How far can you go with me? The Bible says, open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. How far would you open your mouth so God can fill it? How deep does the love of God go? How wide does the mercy of God flow for you and for me? Would you prove God today? Would you allow God to make of your life something great for him? Let tonight be the start of you proving God and on your way to being content and sitting down with Christ and being fine with that. Are you satisfied with God tonight and him alone? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being good to us. Help us to see. Help us, Lord, to taste, to pick up and taste and be content with you. There is no one greater. There is nothing more in this life. Help us to be fine with sitting down. Help us to be satisfied with seeing you. I pray you bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen, let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, would you make a decision? Would you come down to the altar and ask God Lord open my mouth and fill it fill my cup Lord till it runs over I want to be satisfied with you I don't want to waste any more time in my life let me be satisfied with Christ God will provide the rest he'll take care of the needs you just gotta taste taste and see the Lord is good don't look at what you don't have don't look at what you missed out on and don't look at what you could have done or could have been look how good God is If you are content, you will only see the goodness of God and how good he has been. And you're gonna take those strengths of God and start using them for your advantage. have the altar full. Take your time and you do business with God. We're in no rush. As long as God keeps you there, you stay. I'm not going anywhere, Lord. I'm staying right here. Speak to my heart. Lord, show me how big you are. Show me how good you are. And I'll be happy with that. I just want you and me to be together forever. And that's all God wants, just you and Him. is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. The Lord is good. And to all, to all them that are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit, Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for being good to us. Help us, Lord, I pray. And Lord, we're just flesh in here, and we will, you know who we are, you know that we are prone to leaving you, but Lord, help us, oh God, to see how good you really are and taste of you. Increase our faith, Lord, we need godly men and godly women to stand up in these last days, May this church be the start of a great, great awakening, great revival, Lord, in this area. Pray you to lift the darkness over the eyes of this wicked world that they may start seeing Christ. May we shine bright as lights in this dark world, O God, and open the eyes of the blind that they may see. I pray, oh God, that we would all uh, look to you as our sole provider, as our husband, as our strength, as our guide. Bless us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Next Wednesday, remember, we have a special uh, fellowship after service.